The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. This is a special edition of the VPM Daily Newscast. Over the past year, VPM News has been looking into a hidden type of debt affecting thousands of Virginia college students. It's not federal student loans, which dominates most of the headlines. It's money owed directly to institutions called direct-to-school debt. In our series, Dreams Deferred, we'll explore how this debt is creating hardships for students, making it difficult for them to complete their degrees and advance their careers. We'll address the school and state policies that create and perpetuate this problem, and we'll look at what some colleges are doing to help students with this debt finish their degrees. Today, we start by exploring how students end up with direct-to-school debt in the first place. Megan Polly reports. So. I met LaKenya in a park next to her townhouse in northeast Richmond. She'd taken the day off from work to study for a class to become a certified fraud examiner and flipped through some of the course material. Accounts and accounting cycles. These days, LaKenya works for a large bank chain, essentially doing customer service. It's the job I've taken out of necessity. It's not the job I've taken because of, you know, my experience. LaKenya is in her mid-40s and has held a range of support positions at city and state government agencies. We're not using her full name to protect her privacy. Over the past two decades, she's started but has had to stop her education numerous times for many different reasons. Moving to become her mother's caregiver, and emotional as well as financial hardships. In spring 2012, she enrolled in classes at Virginia Commonwealth University, pursuing a degree in emergency preparedness. She received a grant from the school that semester, but not the following one. LaKenya's grades were high enough, but she fell short on credits needed. LaKenya petitioned the school to reconsider their decision to deny her aid. She read her appeal letter aloud to me. As an adult student, I have faced a unique set of challenges this summer, unlike those of the average young adult student at VCU. I have consistently looked for work while navigating the challenge to keep my home from going into foreclosure, loss of unemployment insurance benefits, living in a home with no water due to my water heater being, uh, my water heater breaking, thus causing me to have to come to to the school This is true. The school gym to shower to maintain proper hygiene, having my electricity go out, and all while making no excuses and still attending all my classes. I take responsibility. Wow. Wow. Reading the letter aloud nearly a decade later, LaKenya paused. She'd forgotten what she'd written. I haven't been through some And that's true. VCU did not approve her appeal. And to make matters worse, the school took LaKenya to court to collect on the tuition from that summer, about $2,500 before fees. Eventually, her wages were garnished for the full amount. The experience was so hurtful, LaKenya hasn't attempted to continue her education again until now. I don't even know what my dreams are anymore because of how damaging a lot of this stuff was. The debt that LaKenya dealt with is called direct-to-school debt which is money owed to colleges, not federal or state loan programs or banks. There are many different scenarios that leave students with this debt, but there are some common reasons. A student with loans and grants might withdraw in the middle of a semester or drop a class, 
and then fall below the school's minimum credit requirements, or they might not hit a school's minimum GPA. This can trigger a loss of financial aid, which then results in a balance due. At minimum, they're going to see their dream of acquiring a higher education derail for months, if not years. That's Carolina Rodriguez, director of the Education Debt Consumer Assistance Program in New York. She says this debt disproportionately affects low-income and first-generation college students. And for some of them, this might be the end of it. It it is so discouraging that they might never try again. Direct-to-school debt has impacted thousands of Virginia students in recent years. Nearly 2,500 student accounts across all public Virginia colleges were sent to the Attorney General's office for collection between 2015 and 2020, and thousands of other accounts were sent to third-party collection agencies. Experts like Rodriguez point out this debt has devastating consequences. If students default on their federal student loans, Rodriguez can help them consolidate or rehabilitate the debt so they can continue their education. But these options don't exist with direct-to-school debt. And that's why I dread getting those cases, because I know what the outcome is going to be. I will always try. I will always do my usual calls, advocacy letters, um, but I never get their hopes up because I know the outcome. Legally, there is nothing I can do. Students must pay this debt back in full before they can re-enroll in classes. And on top of that, schools will also routinely withhold transcripts which Rebecca Maurer with the Student Borrower Protection Center says is flat out unfair. These are credits students could take elsewhere to finish their degrees. I like to call it a catch-22, right? Because, you know, these folks can't finish their degree to get a better job to earn more money (laughs) because they need money to be able to go to school and get the better degree. So they're caught in between these two worlds. Hey, beautiful. Um, If anyone would like, I do have an espresso machine. Crystal Mulrine, another former VCU student, offered to make a quadruple shot espresso for my photographer and me. She used to be a barista at Starbucks and has worked many food service jobs. But she dreams of becoming a research psychologist. And not being able to get her official VCU transcript because of a $5,000 balance plus fees is one of the obstacles standing in the way of her future. You know, my advisor said there was basically nothing they could do. That at that point, I I just, I owe the money. And there's, until I pay back that lump sum, my transcripts are hostage, I can't finish my degree. If she could get her transcript, Mulrine says she might finish her degree at a community college. But for now, that's out of the question. Meanwhile, the school has attempted to garnish her wages, started with holding her tax refunds to collect on the balance. If I make less than 15000 in a year, please don't take what little the state was going to give me back. Because <laughs> like, that's the only thing probably that's going to get me in the position to, to pay you guys back. Many students are in the same boat because Virginia law requires public colleges to aggressively collect on all debt owed. Tomorrow, we'll unpack the state's role in the direct-to-school debt crisis. Megan Polly, VPM News. VPM News' special series, Dreams Deferred, airs all week at 7.50 during Morning Edition and 4.50 during All Things Considered. Direct-to-school debt affects students statewide, but it's nearly impossible to know how many. Find out why at vpm.org slash student debt. VPM. 
There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPN podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs>